what is going on here? Oh, she just called me. I don't know what happened. I think they set a show up. First comedy vampire. Oh my god. If he wasn't dying. Huh? I know. Huh. Say hi. Hello. And welcome to the Burger. Maddie Wash. I wonder if she's just like calling people he knows. Mm -hmm. See if they answer. You got that Cat Williams vibe. Look at it. Hey, hey, hey. Somebody told me I couldn't be uh, talking about Jesus with a fresh perm. Cause my name is Jesus, and I got a fresh perm. I mean, Jesus had to be the biggest pimp, though. I wonder when they're gonna do something. Yo. Nah, I don't think they'll put video up there, yo. Maddie Wash. What's up? What up, C? Uh, I'm, talking, I'm talking over the intro music and shit. <sighs> Super high, man. What's up? What's going on? Uh, well, Comedy Vampire said that uh, he thought that he would be potentially available uh, from oh. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So uh, when he gets his breakfast or wakes up or does whatever he does, uh, I think he'll be joining us and the uh, triad will resume. Nice. I think he's eating some anarchy booty. Well, I don't know about that. He usually reserves that for on broadcast. So you're right. Uh, you're right. I, I I think he might just be be getting an hors d'oeuvre. That's hors d'oeuvre, <laughs> not hors d'oeuvre. So everybody settle down. <laughs> well, it's, it's spelled hors d'oeuvre. It's spelled hors d'oeuvre. Hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever. Happens, oh, uh, you know, I was so through. May join and I got my class win. later today, so I can't oh, be chatting a lot. And I'm gonna go for a jog. I think I'm going for a jog. I don't. I don't think I am. I'm gonna go for a jog. <laughs> See, man. I hope you're doing well. And uh, soup. You know. You know. It is what it is. Aren't we talking tomorrow? Um. Uh, Maddie's got a sore throat. Apparently. Um. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. But I appreciate what he offered me last night. Um, and this is merely a consequence of that. So, Maddie Walsh, oh, much love. Well, I was feeling lonely you? and sexually oh. frustrated. Maddie Walsh nice. came through, and now he has a sore throat. So, I'm just thankful uh, and grateful. I appreciate it, man. Um, as I say, no homo. No, it's, it's, it's not. You can't say that. Very homo. You can't say that, but, but okay. I said, as they say. Yeah. That's not what yeah, yeah. I say. But it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No homo. <laughs> yeah. They also say the N word. I I don't say that. So yes. really, 
Send all your. I do. I say the N word as much as I can, um, because it belongs to me. Um, as a as a black person, I'm going to uh, use that word as as uh, much as I can, uh, because it belongs to you know me as a black man, and um, yeah, there should be a law where if you're not black and you use the N word. It should be like you know, basically like a like a threat on your life. So you should be able to defend yourself legally. That's that's what I believe. But what about all the other n words? Why does one word sort of be able to speak on behalf of all the other n words? Um. Well, I think Jack Black uh, said it perfectly. Jack Black. First you started singing, and you get it singing, and I'm not even breathing. All I'm doing is I'm singing. It's it's called inward singing. Um, and N-word I don't think people. Yes, yes. Uh, Jack Black invented it, and um, honestly, I think he's the only uh white person that I think should be able to use the inward since he created inward singing. As a, as opposed to outward singing, singing sort right. of inner it's, reflection. No, no, no. Your, you're uh, your actually breathing in while you're singing. You, you, because most singers when they sing they breathe out. Um. So with inward singing, you breathe in. Hmm. Well, you heard yeah. it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jack Black is a racist, but. <laughs> he, he's always been. He changed his last name to the, what he hated the most. So we yes. just sort of... <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, I'm walking these dogs. Oh, did you see what Fitz has all over her? Fitz has shit and grass all over her. Fitz. Can't. You can't be making semen with no kidneys. Wait. Wait, which organ makes the semen? I don't know anymore, man. I'm horrible. And, uh, as a, uh, as legit, um, medical advice, pineapple. Pineapple for a sore throat works very well. It's a natural, uh, healer of sore throats. Just so people know. No jokes, no puns. Pineapple people. Well, I think, pineapple uh, also makes your semen really sweet. Okay. Yeah. Um, super high man commenting on his previous history of tasting semen. Um, yeah, I think pineapple. For oh, those who don't yeah. know, Maddie Walsh. I love my tasting semen. Yeah. yeah, and and I applaud you. I mean, you you go boldly yes. where no man has gone before. Uh, Listen, so, yes, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a huge Trekkie, so I really appreciate that. I'm I'm a huge Trekkie. Well, I'm a I'm a Trekker, I think, not a Trekkie. Okay. So I, I, love- I got one question for you: if you're if you're an actual Trekkie or not, this will prove it. Have you started watching the newest season of Lower Decks? No. Okay, not a true Trekkie. 
Yeah, I'm, that's what I said. I, I believe I'm a trekker, not a trekkie. Okay. There's no difference. Okay. It's because yeah. you're not a geek, and and I'm glad you don't know the difference. But casually, the difference between a trekkie and a trekker is that the trekkies are the hardcore fanatics. They're yeah, uh, like like in the Star Wars universe, they know all of the backstories and integrations and character names. They might even go to you know, some sort of Comic-Con convention dressed up as a favorite character. Darmok and Jalad on the ocean. Exactly. No one knows yeah. what that means. But if you're a Trekkie, you completely know, knows what that means. And that's right. the difference. Now, a Trekker, right. which is what I am, means I like anything good. I, I, I really appreciated the original series. I thought uh, it had a lot of, you know, commentary on sort of social, political things and also was fun the oh, character still does yeah meaning they, they were different races this was back in the 60s so you can sort of appreciate that sort of uh right renegade spirit that this seemingly tiny little sci-fi show was really doing what, what it was really doing was something bigger so i immediately appreciated that and it also had its cheesy elements and everything else but it all worked beautifully captain kirk William Shatner. I mean, it's a it's a match made in, in, in heaven. So then I I moved on from that. I got invested in Star Trek The New Generation. I thought John Luke Picard's portrayal by uh, I forgot his name, but we all know him from the X Men series as well uh, was brilliant because he he came from an anti William Shatner space. He was far more Shakespearean and a well versed actor, and and yet. The show itself carried on some heavy themes and a lot of interesting stuff and also great action and and, and interpersonal dynamics. So it was always, and right. Data was really Spock. It, it was the Star Trek reborn. You're, you're, about to, you're about to have me like nerd out right now. I'm telling you right now, get get your oils out, get, get yeah. smoke with smoke, get your cloth ready. Because I'm taking you on a Star Trek central experience here. Yeah, well, I, I feel like... Uh... Next Generation um, kind of uh, really showed what the universe was like. And the original show with William Shatner um, showed what a, a rogue person as a captain would do. Because, like, William Shatner actually doesn't represent the 99% of... Uh, federation um captains he, he's actually a really bad representation of federation captains um he, he never followed the rules right he was he was always going on away missions um the captain's not supposed to leave the ship you know like it, it was he was a cowboy and uh you know the next three shows you see deep space nine and voyager you see like a completely different version of like what the Federation actually represents, which is the, you know, socialism at its, yeah. at its very best. Well, that's the, you know, a casual observer of any Star Trek series. They're, right. they're going to come from a, 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 probably a board standpoint. Like, I don't get it. What's going on. They're talking too much or, because you don't know the dynamics. It's it's something you sort of have to understand and start watching and 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 see how each of the characters interact. And then the stories are hidden 
in in a sea of action and and but you're it's yeah. really it's it's a social political commentary on on all these different things and oh and yeah you can sort of apply it to just people like a missionary uh, mostly you know. racism and sexism is what yeah. most of the episodes are about it's like stop being racist and stop being sexist yeah you know one of my favorite one of my favorite episodes of star trek um they go to this planet right and they're like uh the planet is um even in the future where they have all this technology they know all this stuff uh there's this kind of like shangri-la like hidden city like the perfect hidden city and um they find it and when they find it the people there um they're they're like super smart as you as you think in the beginning because their technology seems to be way more advanced and then you find out that uh they're like the perfect version of communism because for thousands of years, they've had this computer telling everybody what their jobs is. And I mean, the computer's doing a good job. Like it knows that this kid is going to be a musician. So he becomes a musician. But when everybody just gets the job they're supposed to have, they want to keep everybody out. So they create like this big shield and it ends up destroying their ozone. And so they all have radiation and they're not able to make kids. So they try to steal the kids from the from next generation, and uh, you know, instead of just blowing them up, they figure out a diplomatic way to uh, get the kids back. And that's what I love about Star Trek. It's always about diplomacy first and guns later. Yeah, but it's 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 great because you can sort of watch it on one level. And, and you know, just sort of sit back and be disconnected and go, well, that was sort of interesting and fun. But then on a deeper level, it's talking about something else. And that's always a sign of any sort of true greatness. Um, right. Even Norm MacDonald had that, right? We'll, we'll get into Norm in a minute. But um, the MCU has that because you can sit back and, and I think you're more of a DC guy, but uh, I think you appreciate the MCU as well. Uh, oh yeah, I'm definitely you, an MCU guy for sure. You can sit back, and I love the MCU. You can sit back and and appreciate it on one level, pretty colors, you know, whiz bam slam, and 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 leave with a positive experience. But there's so much more going on in in the conversations with the characters, and sort of the backstories with the characters, what motivates them, where their where their energy. So it's not just you know, hey, these are superheroes or whatever. Uh, there's a richness to the story that you can actually bring people who are anti-superhero uh, into the MCU universe, and they're gonna they're gonna get bitten by that bug because there's so much more going on in, in the characters and and sort of the commentary on on you know life, and so that's right. that's what elevates it beyond uh, you know just something pretty. But uh, I do want to take some time. I, I think I'll wait actually for Comedy Vampire to appear since he's a professional comedian. Um, we're dedicating this broadcast to Norm MacDonald, a comic genius who passed away a few days ago. But I will say sort of briefly. Oh, yeah, I saw. What's up? What's up? 
Oh, he muted. Uh, Super High Man muted himself. Something was happening. I, okay. I, was, I, I just remembered I saw Norm MacDonald died the other day. Yeah. Great comedian. Uh, Comedy started genius. Started off a weekend update. Um, yep. And, well, I shouldn't say started off, but became more popular on SNL doing weekend updates. Got his big, yeah, got his big, uh, big break. And, as yeah. they say in the business. And I really don't even want to talk. I think I should wait for uh, Comedy Vampire to pop in. But Yeah, we need we need the uh, comedy professor to talk about comedy. Exactly. Um, I, w- I would pay to hear him say Norm MacDonald was a hack. He wasn't funny. <laughs> but, Norm MacDonald uh, was fucking hilarious. He was hilarious. He was... He really was a comic genius, and people right. throw that word around, that phrase around, uh, like it's like it's candy, and uh, it's 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 not. Comics and comedians uh, freely, without hesitation. But would you say he's a comics com- like? Would you say he's a comedian's comedian though? Well, people say that. Uh, comedians say that, um, and I, I I think I think it's true. Because the people yeah. who love them, they're really, yeah. uh, for lack of a better phrase, amateur comedians. Or they 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 right. understand comedy. They're they're not just audience members. They are yeah. astute. Their comedy level is comedy. higher. So yeah. whether or not they're comedians like, or not, they know what comedy is, and they they get what Norm Macdonald was always doing. Right. A lot of the audience wouldn't. I I, I know there's millions of people. Who are like I don't get him and I don't find him funny. Um, he was Don he was Olmeyer Borat, being one of them who Borat fired him from SNL. He he was Borat before Borat was Borat. Like he was the jester that said the really really um, unpopular, inappropriate, gonna hurt everybody's feelings things. But if you were if you understood comedy, you understood what he was doing. He didn't. He wasn't trying to be attacking. He was just showing the stupidity of the people that actually say those things. And and that's that's my favorite type of comedy. Yeah. He he commented on comedy just by his very nature of how he did comedy. Right. Um, yeah. And and he never pandered. He I mean, he would go into situations that were fairly hostile. And instead of doing that sticky comic thing, um, he he I mean he would go in the view and like, you know, you three hags, you're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> so he was, he was a troll. Yeah. He was, he was Yeah, oh yeah. The highest I level. think that's why I like he was a troll. I never thought about it like that, but yeah, he was exactly. a troll. He, a hardcore at the highest troll. level. Yeah. Um the, I really feel like comedy yeah. vampires oh, missing God. out on this, but yeah, uh, it's it's hard not to start talking about uh, the brilliance of Norm Macdonald. It's hard to start talking and then shut up, because all the comedians, like you said, com- a comics comic, they they right. knew his, they recognized his genius, they appreciated his genius, even if the audience or the world didn't fully. Uh, but yeah. it's a unanimous consideration that that what he did was was brilliant, and there's so many uh, stories that we can share that would indicate that. I, real briefly, I, again, I'm sort of waiting for Comedy Vampire, but 
he 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 attended the comic roast, you know the uh, the the comedy channel, what comedy network? I forget the channel. Um, roast of Bob Saget, and Bob Saget and oh wow, Donald are close friends. And he yeah, came Bob Saget, another Bob Saget. I think Bob Saget, uh, he can turn it on and off. He can do yeah. the comedian's comedy, and then he can do the regular guy's comedy too. Um, but I think he got tired of doing a regular guy's comedy and just said, fuck y'all. Right. Yeah. I mean, he comes from his fame. His claim to fame was Full House and, of course, America's funniest home videos. Um, but before that, he was doing all blue comedy. So it was like a weird. This is sort of before the age of social media and everything. Right. So they didn't really know what type of comic he was. They just knew he was this personable guy that they were interviewing for these shows and stuff and so people would know him from as this family guy you know and funny some video guy uh and then go to a show and be like shocked because he's cursing he's dirty he's filthy and but that's what he was always doing so um that that comments on you know celebrity perception and reality you know there's you know it's not celebrity isn't real uh, Hollywood isn't real; it's all fake, just like the uh, newscast. But um, so, but so Bob Saget, he's like a blue comic, and just if you see if you've seen any of his shows, you can't match him with his America's Funniest Home Video or Full House persona, right? It's a different person. So in in a way, you know, that's it. Sort of explains why Norm Macdonald and and Bob Saget were such you know good friends. They're very close. Um, you should check out Bob Saget on YouTube. He he did a a commentary on Norm Macdonald, um, very heartfelt and and you know rambling and real, uh, you know perfect, not some prepared social media thing. It was just him talking, not knowing what he was going to say, uh, and a great tribute to his, to his good friend. To be open. What's that? Oh, I was trying to get to this coffee shop and they're fucking closed. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows Super High Man. His life continues when he's on stereo. He's multitasking. Um, But no more different than Comedy Vampire who multitasks with Anarchy Burger sexually. I didn't. Live on air. I I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't ready for this. You ain't ready for this, Candy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh... (laughs) I haven't listened to the radio in like a thousand years, so I hope that was sort of right. Um, <laughs> all the little songs. You go to like, I have Apple Music, right? And uh, everything that's on some list, I'm like, I have no idea who that is. I don't know these names. I don't know these people. Get off my lawn, you bastard. So to me, that's the truest sign of aging, where you, the top a thousand, you don't recognize any of the names. Um, so Norm Macdonald, uh, he went on Comedy Central to roast the very hilarious Comedy Central roast, uh, to roast his best friend or one of his best friends, Bob Saget. And what he did was such a comics, comics thing that, uh, the, the audience at attending the the roast and, and probably watching didn't understand what he was doing and probably thought he bombed. But every comedian was like he killed. 
Because what he did was, he's like, I'm not going to roast my friend. So what I'm going to do is just come out and uh, say a bunch of basically dad jokes that he just got from a book. And so one of the, the br- most brilliant comedians on, on the planet uh, goes to a roast and does these really corny jokes, really horrible jokes, and all the comedians are, are laughing. And Norm, with, without completely fearless, he doesn't care that the audience doesn't get it. He is fueled by the fact that the audience doesn't get it because he knows that Bob Sackett gets it and all of the other comedians on the dais got it. And so he was intentionally bombing, uh, using corny dad jokes and all these things, and it was hilarious for those in a know. So in that sense, he's definitely a, a comedian's comedian. Uh, it was, it's great performance. Yeah. Um, and people only months or days or weeks or years later who didn't get it will start to get it as the tributes come in and people explain what he was actually doing. But to the casual eye, he bombed. Uh, and to Norm's eye, w- without any hesitation, he just went through the entire set uh, making sure that uh, he, he, he elevated sort of what the, the, the idea of a rose was. He, he, he was a brilliant guy. Oh, absolutely. I, 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 remember, I remember that roast, and I, I don't remember exactly what Bob Saget said, but when he got up, he was basically like, Norm MacDonald was the funniest person tonight. And anybody that doesn't get it doesn't get comedy. Like, and that's the, that's the whole point of comedy, I think, is to, um, I think is, I think comedy has become like commonplace and lowbrow, but like your, your, your killer comedians, all they do is attack the status quo of normality. All they do is attack what people think um, should be nice and and flip it up on its head. You know, they they say the things you aren't supposed to say, and they do it towards you know the elites, typically. I just I just think that comedy, like like comedy, has just gotten stupid sometimes like sometimes i listen to comedians that are popular and i'm just like why are these people popular they're not funny yeah they're they're busy they're active they might even be recognizable but they're different um you know comedy was was uh was a was a it used to be in uh the reign of like rock musicians but now everybody's has an ab- album to, you know, to put on iTunes. It's sort of, it's sort of that, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and you see them all over the place. I mean, you, you go on YouTube, whatever, there's just an unlimited amount of uh, comedians and nothing against them. God bless them. Right. Um, pursue your dream, but everyone sort of knows it's, it's sort of the, um, democratization of comedy you know it's like a microwave yeah. now or a toaster where it's not a special thing but there are special people and they're the ones who elevate there's the ones who's who rise 
you know, the, the Richard Pryors, the Eddie Murphys. Yeah. Um, th these were uh, people from a different era. Uh, right. And now everybody is picking up a mic. And they, sh and they should be able to. But those with some sort of innate um, gift, you know, like, like Norm MacDonald, they, they rise regardless of anything, regardless of if the audience gets it, regardless of if they're fired from SNL, regardless if they do a movie like Dirty Work and it bombs at the office, they come out completely unscathed because everyone goes, this person is a comic genius. Yeah. Where other comedians, they rise and fall based upon the quality of whatever their work was, right? I got no, an unpopular that's... opinion about that, though. I got a huge unpopular means. opinion. Um, Will Ferrell. What do you think of Will Ferrell? What What do you, I think about Will Ferrell? I don't. I don't think Will Ferrell is like your comedian's comedian. I think Will Ferrell is like as lowbrow comedy as it gets. And it's funny. Don't get me wrong. Like when I'm high, I, I think slapstick is really funny. But it's like I'm not seeing any substance. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's what he does. I mean, he, he's almost like a Charlie Chaplin to me. He's he, yeah. he's 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 very physical comedian and don't get me wrong like you go back to those early snl sketches and he's like dressed as a cheerleader it, it's it's physical comedy he's he's wearing these cheerleading short shorts he's this old sweaty guy with big white fro uh he he's funny he's but it's in a physical comedy way goofball and i don't think what you're saying or what i'm saying is anything will Farrell himself wouldn't say um, right. He, 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 he does have a brilliance, but it's a, it's almost like a physical comedy. He knows how to be absurd and outrageous and, and play well against. I mean, I thought there was a movie that he did recently, um, um, where he, he, that European competition, I can't think of the name. Uh, and I, I just thought he was great in that. Um, he, he, he was in this sort of, the movie was silly, but he was silly. But it's a different type of thing, and and he's a different type of comedian. There there are stand ups, you know, and then there's performers, and then there's, you know, entertainers. There's all these different types of of things, and um, he, and 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 even SNL showcases that. You know, the, the 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 writers go behind the scenes and write, and then there's the people who do. But you take someone like Adam Sandler, right? You know, he yeah one of the biggest money makers off of SNL and what he does is something completely unique as Adam Sandler. Um, yeah. But he also has a great, for lack of a better word, stand-up show. Yeah. But it's not really a traditional stand-up show. He's doing music, he's singing, it's 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 hilarious, but it's a different, so um, and that's fine. It's, it's Jewish comedy. Adam Sandler Jewish, is... Right. He, he he does all the Jewish tropes and 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 he does them well. And like every trope that he has is a hyperbole of of a Jewish trope. Like Adam Sandler does this is what, you know, <laughs> me as a Jew. That's how that's how I feel Adam Sandler is. 
Yeah. Um, keep riffing. I'll be right back. Oh, well, I'm going to hit some of these messages. Is it really free therapy? So I don't have to spend all the money on a therapist that I was going to in about a couple weeks? Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's free therapy. If you want to talk about, you know what I'm saying, anything you want. What's up, super high man? What's crack-a-lackin'? And hey, C. Curtis. Pleasure to meet you. I'm Millie J. Green, stereo spicy Latina. Ew. What's up, Millie J.? Also, the unpopular opinion, I believe everyone's perspective is right and wrong at the same time. Because it's right to be wrong, if you know what I mean. What? Right to be wrong? That's, that's wrong. I wonder if uh, comedians would ever say things that no one has ever said. That makes sense. Um, have comedians ever said things that no one ever has said? Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think almost everything that's ever been said is just, you know, rinse and repeat of something that's been said before, but with a, a little bit more, uh, nuance as we evolve comedy, words, everything evolves. I don't know if you did you miss those C or did or did you hear them? I'm I'm back, but I did miss the messages. Um, all right, messages. now we can get through them. Is it go. really free therapy? So I don't have to spend all the money on a therapist that I was going to in about a couple weeks. Awesome. What's up, super high man? Was crackalackin' and hey, C Curtis, pleasure to meet you. I'm Millie J Green, stereo spicy Latina. Ew. Also, the unpopular opinion, I believe everyone's perspective is right and wrong at the same time. Because it's right to be wrong, if you know what I mean. That's completely incorrect. I wonder if uh, comedians would ever say things that no one has ever said. If that makes sense. You missed a lot of riveting um, commentary. Uh, I can tell. Um, can we get back to spicy Latina? The, <laughs> two, two of my Billy favorite things. Green. Yeah, two of my favorite things. Uh, now three of my favorite things. Spicy Latina. So, so it's actually sort of redundant, right? I dated a Latina, sort of a Latina, Brazilian. Uh, you know, it's sort of a not a debate, but a confusion of what a Latina is and would, uh, would Brazilians fall into that category. But uh, spicy Latina, yeah, it's sort of redundant. Um, they're fiery, they're spirited, uh, lovely accents. Yeah, also things that I enjoy. Brazilians are Latina, but they're not Hispanic. Exactly, right. And, and, and there's that. it's always confusing. And, and they speak yeah, people don't understand that. Yep. But they don't speak, you know, European Portuguese. They speak, of course, Brazilian Portuguese. And so, well, there's... I mean, what what country in Spain, in in uh, South America speaks Spain Spanish? Uh, Mexico Spanish. doesn't even speak Spain Spanish. <laughs> well, well, they're not in South America. Well, Americans say um, Mexico 
the people in Mexico, they speak Mexican. That's what Americans will say. Because Americans are idiots. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, Americans are idiots, for sure. Why don't, why don't you speak American? Okay, well, because that's not a language, for one. Um, go back to where you come from. You're in our country now. You need to learn to speak American. Okay. Right. I mean, idiots <laughs> everywhere. I can't take it anymore. I, I really can't take it. Uh, I you know, England wanted American. us to change our national language to American and stop calling it English. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really do. They want us to change it. Well, I, 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 you know, after, since 2016, nothing is surprising. All right. Um, yeah. And, and I always, I, I, I say this every time I, what keeps me up at night is um, porn. But beyond that, what keeps me up at night is the idea of not knowing whether or not people are have always been stupid or it's, you know, and it's just coming to the surface or it's it's uh, something that people have become like increasingly dumb. Um, oh, no, no, no. Always been stupid. The no see, knowledge has typically been kept in the, you know, the 1% has really had the majority of the knowledge. Mo most people have just been stupid. We, just, we just know how to read yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. They let there's us strong, read. There's a strong difference between, you know, book knowledge and street smart knowledge, or, you know, and of course, right. EQ. Um, and, and these things are buried because they're not measurable. Uh, EQ is a smarter intelligence than, than IQ. IQ is, you know, memorization and having access to information to memorize it and then spew it out right. and pass tests. But it doesn't, EQ is where, you know, you, you choose to save people who might not on the surface um, appear to be worthy because they're not strong or they're not a man or, right? So the IQ will right, kill right, everybody, right? right? We, so we, we cover all this. Um, and I, I said this before, you know, we hire on EQ, but we hire on IQ, but we fire on EQ. And so we, wow. we, we got it all wrong. We, we got it all wrong. Wow. Certificates and scholarships and which school, you, all you, IQ. You know, Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson, um, in his book, Letters to a Astrophysicist, he talks about a guy that calls him and he's like... Uh, as a black scientist, you know, um, have, have you dealt with a lot of racism and like, you know, how high is your IQ and stuff like that? And he, and he said, well, you know, up until I read this letter, no, you know, I've never really had anybody ask me about being a scientist or being racist because the people that I talk to on a regular basis have master's degrees and above and once you get that level of knowledge, uh, it's kind of hard to be a racist uh, when, when you like actually study nature and study physics and study, you know, all these things. Uh, being a racist is just very lowbrow. And and he was talking about IQ, and he said they had a school in New York where all the kids had IQs over 150, and they they followed them for 20 years. And then um, none of these kids did anything significant. They were just regular middle class or lower middle class people. Um, they didn't, you know, they weren't 
uh, Nobel Prize winners or anything like that. So IQ has nothing to do with genius and everything to do, like you said, with uh, division, um, being able to say, well, these people have a high IQ, so they're smarter. Well, these people, you know, also grew up in a nice, luxurious neighborhood and had a library in their home and, you know, all these other things. So I think your EQ, IQ uh, argument makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, you're a prime example of this. You're a complete idiot. And yet, no, I kid. Uh, no, that was beautiful. I mean, you see, you have a vast, you know, pool of knowledge, but it comes more from um, exploring and, and researching and everything else. It's it's a different type of thing. But like, yeah, but we, we know this. We 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 look at your certificates. We look at your resume. We look at which school did you go to Harvard? We don't care if your parents paid for your education. We do all these different things based on IQ or perceived IQ, right? Uh, right, if you right. Something from a Harvard. Oh, well, we perceive you as having a high IQ. Okay. And then we immediately fire them because they don't get along with the colleagues. Uh, they're not good leaders. They might be bosses, but they're not good leaders. They come right. to work late. They they have horrible customer service and horrible personal skills. We we hire on IQ or the perceived notion of IQ, and we always fire on EQ. We never we don't fire people because you know what? Suddenly we believe you're more stupid than you were before. It's never that. It's because you don't know how to work with or deal with or interact with humans and you must go okay you you've become a problem you, you, you don't work hard you have a horrible work ethic these are all eq um and 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 so what we should be doing is hiring on eq and 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 have someone who's uh intelligent for whatever role that they're in they could be a complete idiot you know <laughs> on most things but if they are great at this one thing and their job requires that one thing and they have great EQ, well then good, put put them there. This whole sort of notion of we just need to hire someone smart is is flawed. Everyone knows that. The smartest people, many of them again are managers and bosses, but they're not leaders. They're and and, and they're horrible at what they do. So um again the IQ would kill every woman and child because they're too weak on the stranded island. Uh, whereas someone with EQ would go, no, we need the women for all of the the abilities wow, that women provide, and we need mm. the children for the longevity and the future of the island, and and everything else. So it's the ability to sort of think and critically think versus um, just having just being smart and knowing things. That's like the whole COVID debate, right? You have very intelligent people saying silly things. And then people with EQ can process information and go, oh, you know what? COVID is real. Um, yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying about this, that, and the other thing, but it's real and you should get vaccinated. But let's not get into that debate. Uh, and it's confusing because when you have intelligent people saying things that aren't true, that's where people get confused because they value right. IQ more than EQ. And you got to understand the only reason IQ is a thing is because it makes money. Because it's difficult to measure EQ on like a test. 
right? Yes. It, so the universities and the SATs and this whole money-making machine of universities and schools and college, you know, it's all sort of a fake thing. Um, it's a business. It's, like, it's, a, it's a business. And so it's easier to put some memorized knowledge on a test, have people check things off, and go, we can measure this. You're smart. But, but it's not the kind of smart that propels civilization forward. It's not the kind of smart that propelled reading and writing and artistry and genius, and whether it's comedic genius or anything. It's always been EQ that has been the guiding uh, 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 light. And the IQ is just reserved for, you know, advancing things. Like, like it's, it's, it's Steve Jobs versus uh, his co-worker. I, I always forget his name, right? The, the guy who's oh, yeah. in the, in behind the scenes is IQ, smart as fuck, and we needed him. Yep. But it was it was Steve Jobs' EQ that put Apple on a map that gave us a smartphone, that that iPhone, and and, and all these other things. It was that marketing, creative genius. Uh, and again, not to say any of these people, you know, not to say Steve Jobs was dumb. But his real intelligence was the EQ and understanding. We less is more. We need to keep things simple. We need to. It's he's a creative genius. Uh, Disney, creative genius. Prince, creative genius. Eddie Murphy, Norm Macdonald. Um, there's so much creativity in in the most brilliant minds, right? So uh, there's my uh, IQ rant. Let's play a message. Yeah, let's play a couple of them. Level of knowledge. What? What's that? Go ahead. Oh, oh, see, Curtis. Yes, let's get back to me. Uh, first of all, you're right. That is a Latina. Um, I, I went over the terminology as we celebrate um, Hispanic Heritage Month until October 15th. Um, and yes, Brazilians are in La um, Latin America. Therefore, they are Latinos. Yes, good job. Okay. Okay, I went to your Instagram, but... um. I don't see any pictures of you. I can Are you married? I should probably ask that first. Are you married? Oh. Thank you. Thank you for asking, spicy Latina. Um Yeah, I don't I'm not I'm on social media, but I'm not on social media. You know what I mean? I mean, so Right. I'm I'm everywhere on social media, but I don't really do like Comedy Vampire who who hasn't joined us yet. Um, but who's part of the triad? He's sort of on social media, like he's on TikTok. He's doing these things, and uh, and I'm you know cool, glad to do it, right? Uh, but I'm not, I'm not actually like active on TikTok. I'm not active on this and every all these other things. But I appreciate it. I know what it is, and and I enjoy it. So if you go to my, I have an Instagram. If you go on it. There's not anything on it. Um, but let's get back to you and me. Let's not worry about uh, social media. Let me give me my uh, <laughs> my spicy Latina voice. Uh, yes, um, I am a single man. I, uh, but I'm not a. Um, I'm not a. Uh, you know, woman to woman type of guy. I've been in long relationships. I've been engaged. Uh, to women for a while, uh, for seven years, uh, but that didn't go because I let her go so that she could fly and be that, be that beautiful cocoon becoming butterfly. Well, 
You got to. You got to let it go. Because if they come back, then it's always meant to be. Absolutely. I don't want to talk yeah. my sexy voice with you, Super High Man. Unless they're, unless they're buried in your basement. Exactly. Which is then they can't go anywhere. Right. Exactly. Especially Latina. I'm sorry for the diversion. I, um, I am a single man. I was last in a relationship with uh, T, who's a member on the stereo broadcast. I didn't meet her on stereo. I invited her to stereo after we were no longer together, but no drama. Uh, but she, um, she's on here, T. So I just believe strongly in marriage. Proper so Irish I'm, coffee. Sure. <laughs> I even, you know, offered international house of coffee from those square little rectangular boxes. I hope they still make those. So I'm a single man. Um, if you want to find out more about me or really less about me, because it's all veiled and vague, uh, if you want to find out more about Super High Man, also less about Super High Man, and Comedy Vampire, who is our third in our triad, uh, go to Eating Ass. I'm going to get a Southwest Sling. Go to go to eatingastherapy.com, just as it sounds, eatingastherapy.com, and you'll see some profiles on us, uh, myself and Super High Man, and it's a work in progress. I got interrupted, um, and so it's just a skeleton right now, but you'll, you'll find more information. You'll see that I am single and I'm available. And I like spicy. She was the most beautiful woman uh, I've ever known, inside and out. Um, And again, we were engaged, but it didn't go through, not for any drama. It was uh, really so she could fly. She was younger than me. And um, I didn't want her to make any sort of lasting decisions and be birthing my babies and getting married and all this stuff uh, until she had an opportunity to fully live and, and be able to make those decisions. So it was a sacrifice on my part. And I tell you this, uh, spicy Latina, only to, you know, make myself look better in your eyes. All righty. So uh, let me get back to my voice. Uh, if you have any more questions, spicy Latina, then by all means, I'm all ears. Okay, now I'm going to go back to my horrible voice. Thank you. All right. That's it. Well, yeah, um, Super High Man, you're welcome to join one of our talks that I will be having Tuesday night with King Geo Philosophy um, as we discuss the Spaniard conquistadores who raped our women. Um, so why would we want to speak Spanish, Spain Spanish? Well, oh, no, I, 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 I completely understand that I, I don't know if it's a want type of thing i think it's more of a um the way languages go the elites always know more words so they don't teach when they conquer a country they don't teach the people all the words they just teach them the words that they need so they can work that's all so they have to create other words to actually exist you know well that's the beautiful thing about stereo I could be saying something silly, huh? um, and then someone can see be, be immediately be talking about the raping of an entire civilization. That escalated fast. Um, yeah, but that's stereo. You get nonsense in one ear and 
deep, reflective, intelligent conversation in the other ear. That's that, why that's what it's all about it eating ass therapy. We appreciate your comment, uh, sexy Latina. Um, if you want to continue talking about civilizations, right? By all means, it's an open forum. It's yeah. She's not wrong though. I of mean, she's not wrong. The, all, all the European nations, they 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 uh, they stole land, they murdered, and they did a lot of raping. Like that's just factual. Colonizers, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, and black people talk about this a lot. You know, if you ask them their ancestry, and I'm a black person, so I'm allowed to say anything about black people, even if it's wrong. And uh, if you disagree with me, you're a racist. So, but a lot exactly. of black people, exactly, it's a it's a race card, and I can play it indefinitely. It's unlimited cards, unless you know something bad comes out on social media against you. So. Uh, but if, if you ask a lot of black people, especially the older population, their ancestry, almost without fail, <laughs> and also without almost any supporting evidence, they'll say that they're part Indian, which is really Native American, so it's offensive to people from India. They'll always say they're part Native American. Um, their friend told them, their relative from their Aunt May told them that but there's really no ge ge genealogical evidence um, for, for most people. And when you do any sort of studies and back histories on people, black people, you'll find, okay, you don't really have any Native American in you at all. So where does this come from? Well, it comes from the shared, you know, Native Americans are beloved for their spirituality, for their connection to their land, to being uh, the the, the the one of the, you know the first populaces that were colonized and by massacres you know and and the Europeans coming in and it, they were the first and Jews have experienced their hardships black people have experienced their hardships so there's a spiritual connection to Native Americans and their plight that Black Americans have an affinity towards and connect with uh, but the reality is that most Black people or many Black people who think they have Native American ancestry, they have European ancestry because of all the raping that was going on by the slave owners with their slaves. Yep. Um, yep. All the way from, you know, George Washington and who, who, who all of them. Oh, right? my God, yes. I don't remember. And so it's, it's, it's more comforting to go, no, we have Native American blood in us than to go, we have European blood in us. We're, we're, we're Take us some more just so I can wipe off the table. True. And, and, and the Europeans had the Native Americans... Um, you know, they paid the Native Americans to bring slaves back that ran. They, you know, yeah. they're paying them with, you know, guns or whatever to bring back slaves that ran away. So there's, you, you know, it wasn't a, just people that they were raping. All right. Like, if you read the, um, if you, so like when, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh, what's that island? Um, Galapagos, the Galapagos Island. Um, Mauritius for the yeah, when, when when England was sending out all these scientists to explore the quote unquote new lands and to learn about the new lands um, you can read like what these people wrote they were they were having sex with these animals um, to see if they could actually reproduce um, with the different animals from the different places because they were that's the type of science they were doing like they really thought that there was a chance 
that you could um you know mate with different animals so they were they were literally fucking everything that had a hole yeah i mean that's and and you know back in those days it probably was was more i shouldn't say widespread um but it was uh probably more out in the open um Mm. because that sort of stuff still happens it's just been pushed back in the back alleys of rural areas and everything else Mm. every once in a while a story will pop up or news press or something but yeah i mean that's that's when i get upset with vegans because i don't think they go far enough like they're not they're not talking about the everyday you know rapes that still happen uh to these animals out here yeah yeah um yeah, I, you know, the the unpopular opinion, but if whenever you find yourself in any sort of group, it, it off, that group often becomes an extreme of what your beliefs actually are. And you get so caught up in the, the group think and the socialization of that group that you lose yourself and you become a member of that group. So if whether it's Black Lives Matters or Democrats or Republicans or progressives or vegans or, you know, black people or, you know, rich people or whatever group you find yourself in, uh, a lot of times forming any sort of collective either waters your belief down or uh, makes it so generic or so malleable that uh, you just become this little soldier in this group and and you lose yourself and that's where you get the far left you get the far right you get trump supporters you get you know and so republicans are like you know same republicans are like well that they're not they don't represent me but that's all you think about when you think about a republican is a selfish prick right um but that's not all republicans but that's the the group sort of consensus me 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 this is whatever you're saying is not best for me but we know that not to be true. We know that there are reasonable Republicans. We know that there are reasonable people on the left. Um, but the groups at large have become co-opted by nonsense, whether it's vegans and the militant vegans, if people call them. That's not really the run-of-the-mill vegan. Um, people burning down you know, shelters and all this kind of stuff uh, don't represent the norm. And we got to remember the loudest voices usually aren't the people who are representing the larger group, right? Um, so I, I know people who would support Trump who are like sort of cool, calm, collected. They're embarrassed. In the same way you, you see a, a black person interviewed on a newscast and the newscasters are basically just making fun of the black person, right? And saying, well, this yeah, is all black always. And this is why cops shoot black people rather than talk them down like white people they're like oh this black person they're all they only all the same thing it's yeah. just a danger group it's identity politics and group think isn't really not a great thing it's it's just great for numbers but it's not great for advancement of anything it, there's a natural watering down that has to take place for the group to form okay you compromise mm-hmm. here you compromise here we all can make this group bigger Rather than to be uh, an intelligent exchange of different ideas of how to get to where you want to go, all right. So, and then money takes over. You become the Democrats. You become the Republicans. You become corrupted. So, be be wary of the groups you join, um, especially if it's 
the Girl Scouts or the Boy Scouts. Uh, because I don't know how much they're filtering predators out there. Dark. Yeah. If you want to join a church, it's a group. Be careful of what you're joining. Because everything you're reading in the Bible is probably not the motivations of the priest or the pastor. They're trying to get rich. Uh, That's right. Be careful of the groups you join. The groups are not reflective of your beliefs. Yeah. That's true. Oh, my God. These two little puppies just walked up, and they're so cute. Hey, let's play through some of these messages. Because, um, like I said, I, did, I didn't know we were going to do this this morning. So I'm about to have breakfast pretty soon. I'm hoping Comedy Vampire comes in and yeah. uh, is able to take a seat up or somebody. I'm sure uh, Millie J would love to come on and um, learn you on the uh, Latinx is Millie J the nations. One? No, that's Goddess. Is that, Goddess is the one that's always fat. Goddess Robotica? Goddess Robotica right. is... Uh, your future ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. She's 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 harsh. She's tough. She comes off. She comes off hard. Yeah, yeah. She's hardcore. She's hardcore. You don't take no shit. Hey, let's play some of these messages because I think there's like three from Billy J. Hold on. Damn right about the book knowledge. I I had a lot of book smarts, you know I do, and um, I gained a lot of street smarts. But then I realized that I'm starting to gain a lot, you know, more wisdom than anything. You know, because I realize every day that I'm ignorant and, you know, stupid about things yesterday. So, it's all about going through those experiences and learning them. I, th I think you need both kind of smarts, you know, that helps. People have always been stupid. Um, I think just with the advent of the internet and whatever, it's just more apparent. It's just easier to see these uh stupid people um that's what i think and also today people want everything for nothing they they don't want to work at anything they just want instant fame they think you know everything's easy they don't want to learn or to try too hard for anything Wow, C. Curtis, I have uh, officially gave you a follow. That's very unheard of for the spicy Latina. I usually give it a few shows, but I, too, have a very high EQ. Um, fuck school, all right? Nothing can teach you street smart, street mentality. The streets are calling my name. I'm going to go get some coffee, but I'm listening to you guys. I graduated from the School of Hard Knocks. I'm 32 years old. I have my own business. You know, I have a staffing firm. I'm also a uh, talent acquisition director in the corporate industries. So you feel me? Thank you to thanks. All thanks to my EQ. I'm sorry. I'm a little tired. Had a long night last night here on these stereo streets. Yeah. <sighs> I forget that super high man just doesn't like to play messages. But anyways, I'm listening. Uh, see Curtis. Actually, no. Hold on. Let me just wait till you respond and and let me know if you're married, and then I'll proceed with my question. Eh, IQ and EQ. I just mean, to me, they're they're, they're labels of the world still, no matter what, you know. So it's not really relevant. It's just a system where the world can understand myself, you know. So.
know, shit, no spit, you're just pulling through to show some love. What's good with you? Hi, man, what's good with you? See, gang, 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 come fool with me, man. See, see, and see every day, 10, 30 a.m. to 1 p.m. You know what I'm talking about? Kush Coffee Conversation, gang. Kush Coffee and Conversation. Yeah, um... Do they know that they're saying things that aren't true, or are they unaware of it? You know, because I've, I've at some point uh, said things that aren't true, and uh, when I was corrected, I was happy. You know, I was like, "Thank God, no longer am I like wrong." You know, I'd like to make sure that I'm wrong first, most time if I can. That's one less thing I'm wrong about, so I can make sure that I'm right. You know, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because I say that shit all the time. I actually said. Whoever doesn't show up to my shows, Maddie. <coughs> Whoever doesn't show up to my Hispanic heritage shows are racist. They can't tell me otherwise. That's it. You know what, Super Highman? First of all, where the hell are you? And why Irish coffee? Why not Colombian coffee? That's number one. Number two, oh no, that's number two because I asked you where the hell are you as number one. Number two was the coffee. Number three, it's really loud and I can't hear Curtis's sexy voice. So, uh, yeah, thank you for muting yourself. I see you muted yourself now. And you know, I love you, bro. Super high man, you're, you're part of the family, all right? Um, and I forgot what else I was going to say because... I just got a message. We just got a message. Um, Irish coffee is coffee with a splash of Irish whiskey. And uh, that's why I got Irish coffee instead of Colombian coffee. Because Colombian coffee is coffee with a splash of cocaine. And um, I'm not trying to be up for two days. Wow, racist. Uh, yes. Racist that both I, I do my people best. and Colombian people. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, appreciate, I appreciated that. You could have even comedians, comedian on another level, and said, you know, you don't really like your coffee black, and then <laughs> maybe kill three birds it's, with one stone. Could have just left it at that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but let's get back to. Uh, oh God. So okay, I think there's go. a love connection here. Um, yeah. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of there's a new show. Uh, I think it's based on an old show, you know, from the UK, as all of our American shows are, because we have yeah. no ability to create and we're not really intelligent. So um, it's called Thank Sexy you. Beast. And these people, they're dressed up in very fanciful makeup. So they look like animals and, yeah. you know, yeah. and witches and you all should. those types of things. And so you can't see what they look like. And they look often horrible. They, I mean, you do a witch right. And it's just, it's not something appealing. And so the, the you know, the, the, the whole point of the show is that you get to develop um, and connect with somebody based on their personality, which is a very idealistic right. view. Because attraction is attraction. Superficiality is not really, you can't will. I'm surprised you haven't invited Spicy Latina up here yet. Well, I, you know, I don't like to intrude upon um, pure busy life and she's active and I'm, you know, I'm playing coy, quite frankly. Uh, I just looked mm -hmm. up the word coy in the dictionary, and I realized that's what I'm playing. And so I'm playing coy and, uh, you know, trying to keep a, a, a close enough distance between us and also enough distance so that there's a magnetic pull. All right. So, you know, watch me work.
watch me watch right. Spider Man. I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go here really soon. I hear you. Um, let me see if Comedy Vampire will pop in. If not, I'll keep right, I'm gonna play through some more of these messages. Yes. I'm falling. Yes, the Europeans did colonize, rape, and uh, just kind of came here to fuck shit up and did what they wanted. Yeah. I don't want to talk about that right now. But I, I do have a few talks coming up for Hispanic Heritage Month where we will be discussing this. And fun stuff like our music, our authentic food, yummy, que rico, um, games, myths, legends, etc. You, you catch my drift. Independence Day, Mexico Independence Day, Central American Independence Day. Caribbean Independence Wait. Day, South America, etc. Central American Independence Day. Yeah, I didn't know there was a yeah. Central American Independence. I thought it would be for like individual countries. But yeah, for I want to I want to listen weird. in on that. Um, National Hispanic Heritage Month is a month-long celebration. Obviously, it began just a few days ago on September fifteenth. And it's going to end on October 15th in the United States. That's National Hispanic Heritage Month. So by wait, all wait, means... Wait, wait, wait. They, they don't get a legit month? They just get dates from the 15th to the 15th? No, it's the, it's the whole month. Yeah, it's... Well, right. It's not, it's not the whole calendar month, but it's a whole mm -hmm. month-long celebration. I said, uh, we're going to give you 15th, uh, a section. October 15th. But look... Well, <laughs> At least, at least they didn't give them twenty-eight days, you know. Exactly. And uh, once every four years, an extra day. <laughs> well, the, the reason oh that they do it this way is because the Europeans, um, also known as colonizers, also known as white people, uh, also right. known by in the within the Hispanic community as um, white people. Mm -hmm. um, uh, El Chupacadra. Ex exactly. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly you're you're well versed. The reason that they didn't give them like the entire whole month of September or the entire whole month of October um, is largely the reason why Europeans call them Hispanic because it's his panic, very patriarchal sort mm. of uh, beginning. It's his panic, and so they needed the way to celebrate them without, from their mindset, giving them too much control. And by them, I that mean makes sense. the Hispanic community. So it's sort of that his panic. So let's just push yeah. it back 15 days ahead because 15 right. is half of 30, right? So let's just give them half sort of the attention. Were, were they originally going to give them the month of September? And then they were like, wait a minute, but we need September 11th uh, to be its own thing. So, exactly. you know, we'll do it. We'll do it before. Um uh, uh, the uh, baseball uh, playoffs begin um, because they need to play. You know, we got to make sure they're not drunk during playoffs. Yeah, America. That makes sense. To not collide their hatred of Muslims with um, their hatred right. of the Hispanic people, so they didn't want those two sort of celebrations. Mine's open. As, uh, days of hate. I'll take another Irish mm -hmm. coffee too. Yeah, it's a it's look. It's an international celebration. We got Irish coffee going on here. 
We got Colombian coffee, black coffee. Um, <laughs> well, I'm 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 having um, my normal Sunday morning brunch with my wife. Um, and I do apologize for stealing time from that well, primary. You don't have to deal with the uh, the reprincunts. That's going to happen. <laughs> the repercussions. <laughs> while she's a, while she's a, while she's a, away from the table right now, I can say yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's, I completely understand. It's like really, we out and you on this. No, oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Full responsibility, and your priorities are right where they should be. Um, I I and, used uh, your death. I used your uh, possible death. Um, <laughs> As a as a get out of jail free talk card. About that since I'm 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 working on a marrying um, sexy Latina. Right. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I I fully understand. <laughs> um, Let Let's try to run through these messages because they're gonna start piling up now that I said some crazy. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Here we go. Oh. Okay. Um. Eating ass therapy. Do Do you like to eat ass? Uh oh. I've definitely ate ass before. Is it weird? I mean, I know some men don't like it, but some men love it. Ooh. Some men love getting their ass eaten. Uh-huh. And it is very therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I think I need my ass eaten now. Oh my God. Well, I'm pretty yeah. sure you and a spicy Latina actually live um, very close to each other. So, um, Has she publicly I'm, I'm not gonna, location? I'm, yeah, I don't, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, cause I don't, I don't know. Um, I would only be making assumptions, and I, yeah, I'm, yeah, if she wants to say that, that's fine. But, um, yeah, by all means, yeah. um, yeah, I'm not gonna put that, I'm, I'm not gonna the, put her business out there. I'm in the Washington, D.C. area, spicy, right? Um, I'll be in your area, in your neck of the woods shortly. I'll be in yes. the woods of your neck, hopefully. Um, Shut up! <laughs> you're, you're seeing two people fall in love. Uh, sex, two sexy beasts. Uh, I feel like so Cupid. I do. Y- you should. You, you're always bringing people together. Um, usually, I try. Uh, COVID deniers with COVID believers. Oh my <laughs> um, god! Racists with uh, people who aren't racist. You're usually bringing uh, opposing <laughs> opposites together. But in this case, you're bringing uh, two like-minded people. Can we get me a TV show? Can we get me a TV show called Opposing Opposites? Like, I, Opposing I, oh, my God. I feel, I feel like I could take over for Jerry Springer for sure. Well, who, who couldn't? Um, yeah, but, yeah, I don't know why people talk about Jerry Springer so much. I mean, he, he's just a reincarnation of Morton Downey Jr., Martin Downey yeah. Jr. is the founding father of Jerry Springer. Uh, let's pay some respect. Uh, okay. But in, I got to answer uh, Sexy Latina's question here. Um, uh, as far as eating as therapy, um, the really I, I should let Super Highman cover that story really briefly. But he he he's he's urgently trying to 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 leave to cater to his lovely wife. Um, but just in, in a few seconds, eating as therapy began with an utterance of super high man. And so that has become a, a way to bring people in to go, what the hell are they talking about? Um, also 
to get some uh, information on eating as, uh, as therapy, but really as a metaphor that uh, no topics off limit. Um, it's an open forum. Uh, yep. It's a safe space to discuss whatever. And there's no judgment. There's only sharing exactly. and learning. Um, as long as you don't say that COVID isn't real, then there will be extreme in judgment. I kid. I don't right. kid. But you're wrong, and we will we will anti. Yeah, I just you. I just I just came back from my grandma's funeral where she died of COVID, and that's Ridiculous. not a punchline. Yeah. That's that's real. So yeah, there, yeah, that's that's not gonna yeah, fly. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm I have I have uh, uh, associates and friends who are yeah, anti-COVID deniers, and one well not one but each and every one of them has gotten COVID, um, and, wow. and thankfully you know they haven't died as a result of it. Uh, and so it's, it, it's, there's an, there's a no win solution, but let's get back to eating as therapy. Um, so that's where that all comes from. Um, have I eaten as in the past? I've eaten as with one person who requested it. And, um, prior to that, I had never eaten as before. And, um, I was, appreciative of it because she was um, wanting it. So uh, that's where my pleasure comes from. It's like, oh, okay, let me try this. And then uh, in return, she also ate my ass. And I was did you love it? shock. I'm still did, in did therapy you, for that. Did you love it? Really? Therapy? Uh, I'm in therapy for that. Um, right now, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't pleasurable in and of itself, but it was uh, a pleasure, sort of emotionally or mentally, knowing that she was so pleasured by that. So, wow. Uh, but I'll be in therapy for a few years, uh, and, but I welcome it. I support it. I'm just there to understand it. Interesting, interesting. And so I I would be uh, ecstatic to uh, eat uh, sexy Latina's ass because uh, she. Oh my god! It, and she finds it. Oh my god! Um, wow. I would completely welcome it. I will welcome whatever sort of fetishes or fantasies or explorations I'm, that she would be into. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited if it happens as well, because just knowing that I was, you know, an integral Remember? part of. The yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. that just makes me happy. Just knowing that, you know, love exists um, in the ether and that I could, you know, be uh, in stereo, you know, part of that. Yeah. Russ, another successful stereo relationship born right before your eyes ladies and gentlemen congratulations uh, okay play uh, a few messages i think that was let's go unfortunately i can't come up i'm getting ready to run some errands because we have our covid talk today debunking uh bogus videos part two mm -hmm. 3 p.m eastern wait no i lied 3 p.m pacific 6 p.m eastern standard time Oh my god oh yeah oh i i love my coffee just like i love my men dark black mm. yeah roast okay there yeah. it is roast she likes her man um all of central america became independent at the same time september 15th Ew. oh Oh, now that, well, okay, now that right there, that with context, now I understand why the month is September 15th to October 15th, 
if all of Central America became independent on September 15th. Now that that makes sense. (laughs) Well, if you go back and play my um, my show, National um, Hispanic Heritage Month, you will see where I explain that it was actually um, only a week before. Um, and then turned into a month. And the reason why it goes from September 15th to October 15th is because September 15th, as I just mentioned, it is significant to the Central American community because it's when we became independent. Um, And then we bring it out to October 15th because October 12th, that a lot of you guys celebrate as Columbus Day, we celebrate as El Dia de la Raza. Ew. So, yeah, that's why. So, in order to incorporate She's October 12th, we uh, have um, it till October 15th. September uh, to October. Wow. Apparently, on October 12th is um, Columbus Day, and they celebrate. I don't know what she just said. It was in Spanish. She said. Yeah, but, yeah, so screw Columbus. I'm I'm very I'm very pro tearing down all statues of Columbus for sure. Like he's a terrible, 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 terrible human being. He was, yeah, he was a terrorist for sure. He was he was self selfishly, uh, self interest. You know, pursuing something for for gain, financial gain, notoriety. He was he was written as some sort of adventurer, uh, seeking. New lands for the yeah. better good. Uh, no, come on. He right. was a, no. a dude trying to get. He was a he was a hustler. He was exactly. a hustler. Yeah, he was no. He was not a good person at all. And we can we can all never right. we can never underscore how I know you got to go, but we can never underscore that you know he he discovered you know a, a populous <laughs> a land mass with people already on it, and then. Uh, through his actions, uh, had them all massacred. So, exactly, um, Columbus was a murderer. Yeah, yeah. Fuck he Columbus. Had, he had the bigger gun. That, that's that's all. He had the bigger that's gun it. behind him. Uh, yep. His yep. his intentions were never honorable. And, never. Um, never. That's like saying, well, you know, it was so honorable to bring black people over to the United States so they could get an education. Okay, that's such a pretty way. To, to color uh, a, a slaughter of a, of, a, of a people. So don't get it twisted. Um, I don't know how you can say that with a straight face. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, that's not what happened, you guys. Not, it has nothing to do with September 11th. Uh, this was way before September 11th, 2001. Um, yeah. I'm about to crash talking to you guys. I have to focus. I'm listening, though. <laughs> hey, I love I love gaining knowledge and information because I'm literally going to be talking about everything she just said for the next week. Like, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of knowledge. Um, thank you for that, though. For sure. Damn, super high, man. How many fucking Irish coffees? You might as well just drink a Cafe Bustelo. Get huh? all of that out of the way. So much liquid. Save some space for water. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I said it during our stereo family feud last night, and um, 
I say it all the time. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts, and East Coast. Yeah, we don't do conspiracies over here. We just do facts. And um, I said it on my first COVID talk, debunking the first video of that professor who um, had everybody up in a bunch. Um, Science is patient. So, um, yeah, we, we need to be intelligent. We need to be science. If, if you can't prove your statement, I don't want to hear it. I need data. If you have no data to back up your statement, I don't want to hear it. Well, good show, you guys. I will be tuning into your na- next uh, Ask Eaton therapy session. <laughs> yes, thank so you guys. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um oh I was like Oh yeah, I was I was about to uh, turn the, the messages off. But yeah, um we definitely need to do this again. Get comedy vampire involved. But uh I'm gonna hop off here. Thanks for the call, C. It was a it was a great talk from Star Trek to comics to um, Latinx to eating ass. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. I will Thank see you, you around the bend, my and, friend. Thank you for bringing me and sexy Latina together. Um, and she's an intelligent, COVID is real person leading the charge uh, for her community, and she also comes with a wonderful accent. So. Uh, yes. We will be speaking again, and I, I will, I'll be sure that I sort of rally behind naming our first child together after you. Thank you. I, I really super. hope that you name your first child Super High Man. Little Super. Little Super. <laughs> little Super. Or soup for short. Uh, my apologies All to right. your wife. Please extend them. Uh, enjoy I, your breakfast. It won't. It won't matter, but uh, yeah, I will definitely say it, but it it won't it won't matter. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. I will talk to you later. Thank you, sir. All right, don't die before our next talk. I promise not to. All right. Bye. Ciao. I'm a super high man, the great super high man for twenty. Um, really appreciate him dropping by. Uh, I do want to talk about, um, before disappearing here, I'll check to see if Comedy Vampire is joining, um, closing off this for Norm MacDonald. Um, let me see if Super Comedy Vampire is available first. Let's see here. But um, as um, many of you would know, Norm MacDonald was a uh, comedy genius who passed away just a few days ago. Um, unexpectedly, he he uh, kept his, um, I believe, leukemia, his cancer, um, away from friends, family, audience, um, for over nine years, or about nine years. And so, um, 
he wanted the comedy, his comedy to speak for itself, and he didn't want uh, sort of the perception of him to change in front of the eyes of his audience. So for nine years, uh, it's honorable. It's also a peek into his mindset, right? He, he wanted people to remember him for the jokes and not for anything else. So to that end, um, I would like to tell a Norm MacDonald joke in his honor uh, before I go, unless Comedy Vampire joins or someone else decides to join. Uh, but I think it's fitting we begin uh, largely in dedication to Norm MacDonald that we end with one of his jokes. Um, and we can appreciate it whether we've heard it or not. So here is one of Norm MacDonald's great jokes. So a moth goes into a podiatrist's office a podiatrist's office. And the podiatrist's office says, uh, what seems to be the problem, moth? And the moth says, what's the problem? Where do I begin, man? I go to work for Gregory Linovich. And all day long I work. Honestly, Doc, I... I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know if... Gregory Alinovich knows. He only knows that he has power over me. And that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know. I, I wake up in a malaise. And I walk here and there. At night. I, I sometimes wake up and I turn to some old lady my bed that's on my arm. A lady that I once loved, Doc. I don't know where to turn to. My youngest, Alexandria, she fell in, in, the, in the cold of last year. The cold took her down, as it did many of us. And my other boy, and this is the hardest pill to swallow, Doc. My other boy, uh, Grigaro Ivinilevich. I no longer love him. As much as it pains me to say, when I look in his eyes, all I see is the same cowardice that I, that I catch when I take a glimpse of my own face in the mirror. If only I wasn't such a coward 
then perhaps, perhaps I could bring myself to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun that lays on the bedside behind me and in this hellish facade once and for all. Doc, sometimes I feel like a spider, even though I'm a moth, just barely hanging on to my web with an everlasting fire underneath me. I'm not feeling good. And so the doctor says, Moth, uh, man, you're, you're troubled, but you, you should be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And the moth says, because the light was on. Rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. You will never be forgotten by those in the know. Cows and giraffes wear the same clothes. Think about it. Lobsters are mermaids of scorpions. And the last one. The word strap on, if it's spelled backwards, means new parts. With some random things that might make you laugh. Well, that reminds me of... That reminds me of the word uh, evil. Backwards being live. So it's like, if you want to live... Get rid of the evil. And of course, rather than believe in God, I suggest everyone get a dog. Oh my God, that was funny. I like the moth one. Yeah, uh, check out his his uh, videos, Norm MacDonald, on YouTube. Uh, go to uh, Conan's site, Conan O'Brien. And um, you can see the moth joke in video there. That's where he told it. Um, and also check out the uh, a clip on uh, YouTube on, on Conan's site, um, Team Coco, uh, where he, he talks to Courtney uh, Thorne-Smith from Merrill's Place back in the day. And he just totally upends and and converts uh, an interview uh, with her in it. It's, it's classic. Um, and the thing about the moth joke uh, for behind the scenes to uh, get a fuller picture of his brilliance, he had no idea he was going to say this joke. Um, he had done one segment on the uh, Conan O'Brien show, and uh, the backstory is that. Uh, Don Olmeyer, or whatever whatever his name was, was the head of NBC during SNL, uh, and he was best friends with OJ, not Norm MacDonald, but the head of NBC. And so while Norm MacDonald was saying all these uh, hilarious jokes on, uh, you know, calling OJ a murderer and everything else, um, at during his weekend update. Um, segment on Saturday Night Live, SNL, uh, the head of NBC, Don, um, had Norm MacDonald fired. And everybody um, who was in the know, the audience and uh, people on SNL and everyone else was like, you just fired someone brilliant. Uh, but 
again, the head of NBC was friends with OJ, and so that's what his constant jokes got him fired, saying Norm MacDonald wasn't funny. Um, fast forward to um, Conan uh, was a fan of Norm MacDonald, and the uh, head of the uh, broadcast, well, same, I think it was the same person, uh, um, said, do not have Norm MacDonald on. Uh, stop having him on. Stop giving him a platform. Conan, to his great credit, um, fought against that and brought Norm MacDonald on and kept him on, kept bringing him on because uh, he, like many others, knew uh, Norm MacDonald was a comic genius and he was gold. And so... Uh, so... Um, he he invited Norm Macdonald on and uh, had him for a segment and it was supposed to go to commercial and that was going to be it. Um, but they asked Norm to stay on beyond his first segment. And so during the break, Norm asked, how long is this second segment? I've, uh, you know, what do, what do you want me to talk about? Because um, he said he had a, he had a, uh, 20 second joke that he could tell about a moth and Conan said well, no you have about 7 minutes and so uh, the brilliance of Norm Macdonald in that moment he took a 20 second joke uh, and he, he pretended like uh, his driver had told him He's, he, he said that uh, he said that uh, his driver had told him on the way to the show and so he was going to tell the 20-second joke. But it was really an old uh, Colin. Um, I, I forgot his last name, but he's uh, he used to do the the uh, weekend update on SNL, uh, Saturday Night Live, Colin. Uh, he had told this old joke to Norm. It was a 20-second joke about the moth. And so what he did, he took that joke. He framed it as if his driver had told him on the way. And he added this whole dark element, this sort of Russian, you know, mythos of this guy, you know, who's hated his wife, his kids, uh, life was hard, his boss didn't respect him. It was like a Russian play. And he took that and extended it with all of that pathos and all of that energy. Um, but it's really about this moth that goes to his podiatrist. Uh, and the guy says, you know, you need to see it's like, so he took all of that, crafted this joke, and it's a brilliant thing to watch on video. Uh, go to Team Coco on YouTube, or just Google Norm MacDonald moth joke. It's become famous. Um, it's become classic. But so many bits that Norm MacDonald did are classic. Check out his specials. Check out his YouTube podcast where he, uh, I mean, it just, there's so many elements of his brilliance. And to think that he was battling cancer for nine years without anyone knowing only highlights the fact that uh, we didn't get half of, of his brilliance because he was in the hospital. He was, um, you know, dealing with that rather than doing as many shows as he could have or trying to do a movie or a series. He was battling that and they kept it secret. Um, 
so a, a great inner person, even though he even in some sense, he leaned right. You know, you could say he leaned right. Um, that's fine. Um, he's a very religious uh, guy, um, but he talked about things in a very different way. He even joked about cancer before we even knew he had cancer. Uh, and he took on the persona of uh, a relative of his, all made up, I'm sure, saying that, um, you know, we, we, we talk about people battling cancer. We talk about people battling cancer. And yeah, my, my, my cousin, my cousin, Joe Jenigag, uh, he's really battling cancer. He's battling cancer in a hospital bed, watching Matlock with a tube, with some tube stuck in his arm. So he, he had an insight. I mean, all of his jokes carry on deeper meaning when you realize he was essentially talking about his own plight. So I encourage you to go research Norm MacDonald, uh, check him out for those who don't know him. And of course, uh, for those who do, you probably have already revisited him. Um, and uh, yeah, so dedicated to Norm MacDonald. Thank you for your comedy genius. We appreciate you. And we will uh, hope that others follow in your footsteps. But your footsteps will never be replaced. Everybody have a great rest of your morning. Uh, perhaps we'll be coming back and talking more later. But be good, be safe, and have a great one. Ciao.